Welcome to Let's Talk Ed and Zahi. We have been talking about on-demand education and the different things that that looks like, whether that is a class that is truly online, whether that is just a, a class where, you know, we're talking about something that is over the course of four weeks instead of 16 weeks. So there are a lot of variety of ways to do this. But what we want to talk about in this episode in particular is how to take those classes and make them more engaging for students. Yes. The, the, the thing that everybody hates is to sit in a place, whether virtual or real, and be talked at uh, for, for any length of time. But yet we keep on doing it. We keep on having those long videos that our students should take because the meat is there. Uh, so it's reminiscent of 19th century uh, sage on a stage and everybody should be, you know, picking up the, the, the crumbs of, uh, and, and the gems and the pearls coming out of their mouths. In reality, we need to be engaging for a variety of reasons. We need to be engaging because... Um, we are reaching a broader audience every single year, which means each individual student comes in with different styles of learning, different styles of, of perfecting uh, their experiences. And um, I can't think of a more equalizing approach to socioeconomics and empowering than education. So how can we have an education that serves not just the common denominator and the average person, rather serving each and every person is our challenge. But it's not a challenge that we haven't done in the past. Those are challenges that each and every one of us has been able to do. And during the pandemic, oh my goodness, we were able to thrive wonderfully. So things like active learning could happen with relative ease. Uh, things like taking time to meet every week or two with each of your students for a few minutes. Have that engagement with the student. And I understand though it's five minutes multiplied by 20 students, but block off your time, right? And so on. Uh, you should be doing it in your classroom anyway. Those are your uh, uh, office hours of sorts. Moreover, Technology is providing us with more and more opportunities to expand into the various realms, the auditory, the visual, the, the kinesthetic. Let's think about the incorporation of augmented and virtual realities. You can create cohorts. You can create groups of students coming together. They could be in, in Kamchatka and, and, and Patagonia at the, at the same time and using that uh, that type of technologies, they could be simultaneously in what they observe to be one space and they could have those conversations. They could have those meetings and it's not typing. It's having the actual conversations. It's being in the same physical, although it's, it's, it's not physical space. I think we can do it. It's just reimagining how and uh, how we're doing things based on the why we're doing it. You know, you brought up a point um, earlier uh, in one of our earlier episodes, kind of talking about, 
you know, lecture capture and, and how that works. And, you know, the fact that students are going back and they are watching things over when, when they don't understand something or they want to understand better. Um, you know, so the idea uh, also of making relatively short snippets of things that maybe, you know, students routinely struggle with this particular concept. So instead of, you know, making them watch a 50 minute long thing, I've got a three minute explainer video that I've put together that's very engaging. It's not necessarily me standing in front of a camera talking about that for that amount of time, but maybe I've found a unique way to do that. Maybe I've found a very real way to explain that. So I think about, you know, something that, that you did at one point where you were talking about uh, explaining a parabola and using different contexts to do that other than straight math, you know, talking about the way a bridge is shaped, talking about a headlight, talking about, you know, a, a football pass, all of those things to help contextualize some of that learning too, outside again of, you know, what easily could have been, here's the mathematical formula, learn this, and this is what it's going to look like in uh, an XY axis. Access. Yeah, and we know that you will reach a particular segment of the audience by doing that. We know it for sure. I mean, that's what we've selected. You know, we've sifted students over the decades that, that those are the people that we're allowing to bubble up to the top. And in reality, there are sometimes many, many more capable students that fall through the, the, the holes of that sift. Uh, Steve, because we're not providing them with the opportunity to learn the way they excel. And as individuals, we don't always learn everything all the time in one particular way. We, we vary. So hearing that, oh, I'm a kinesthetic learner. Yeah, but not necessarily in everything, not necessarily every day, not necessarily for every topic. So, and so on. So how can we, from our end, um, provide varying opportunities. We talk about them many times. We talk about certain individuals many times about how great they are at explaining in different mode, ways and modes and, and making it accessible. That should not be the example that we talk about. That should be the thing we do. But that doesn't come naturally to the overwhelming majority of us. So how can we train ourselves to get there? And on-demand instruction that is of high quality uh, is something we're not going to nail from the first time. We need to be willing to stumble. We need to be willing to spin our wheels. We need to be willing to grow and receive feedback from that student. You know, like well, our lecture. Yeah, go ahead, please. I was going to say, you know, and I think they're kind of you're hitting that nail too on the head of the importance of professional development. Um, you know, certainly all of our faculty are, are hired as experts in their particular fields, and you know, there's an expectation of that. But also helping make sure they know a good way to teach that, 
because not everyone is a natural born teacher. Not everyone that's an expert in their field is ne- necessarily a natural born teacher. So, you know, helping them along the way with some of the the key things that can take that concept that they're trying to explain and make it easily digestible for a student to understand. And if we think that our students are coming into us at different times and in different states of mind. So if I'm if I if I uh, work the graveyard shift and I am attending class at eight in the morning, I could be yawning. But if I slept a little bit and and did did the asynchronous element of that lecture at let's say noon, I might be fresher, but still not not really fresh. But if the instructor provided in the way they're thinking, provided opportunities to go back and re-highlighting a particular element. If the technology was used so so I can have, as a student, uh, access to books and articles and, and some research materials that are online. So moving from solely buying hard copies of everything because because we like that feeling and the smell of libraries and what have you moving to having a mix whereby those things are available then we would be doing that student great favor and and you shared with me uh, also uh, the question of using those uh, uh, um, artificial intelligence type tools if we're only going to use them to um try to catch students who are plagiarizing and and the flip side is why do we give uh, tests and quizzes and, and assignments that could be automated what are we really doing the, in terms of quality of instruction why to do that why to go down those rabbit holes why not use those tools to enhance the learning opportunities for the students, why don't we incorporate them into what we're doing? You know, like we moved away from the typewriter to the computer. We moved away from the from the from the abacus to the calculator, and and so on. Absolutely. So uh, we have been talking about making uh, on demand and online education more engaging. If you enjoy topics like this, be sure and uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching us here, uh, subscribe, ring that bell down below. You'll get notifications when we post new content. And uh, you can also find Let's Talk Ed on all of your favorite podcasting platforms as well. So for Dr. Zahi Atala, I'm Chris Ford. We'll see you next time right here on Let's Talk Ed.